You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. We're back with the Sewing and Growing podcast with Jay and Jay. Oh, yes. You know, it's just been a while since we've acknowledged Desmond. Desmond is faithful to start us off at the podcast. And <laughs> he doesn't even know he's being that faithful. If we're going to be people who are influential, it's good to remember those that are faithful in your life. So, hey, maybe you need to send a text to your mom, send a text to your dad, thank your boss, thank your coworker, draw some attention to those people that have either been in your life and helped make you who you are yeah. or continually in your life be in there. Just send them a little note, send them a little message. Yeah. It goes a long ways. And hey, hopefully we now are a faithful part of your week. Nice. So if you want to send us a note or yeah. write a review yeah. on Apple. Put a review out there. I think we've only got one actual written review. There's a couple of ratings, which I'm pleased to say that they're all five-star ratings. So that's pretty cool. I gave a rating. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you rated your own podcast. So Again, where I was going with that is if we are having an impact in your life and you're thankful for that, please write a review or maybe you're just like going and you listen, subscribe to the yeah. podcast and Do maybe it. even copy and share a link and send it to a buddy and recommend your favorite one so they can listen to it. That yeah. would be great. Cool. Um, I'm excited. Again, this is always awesome. Sorry, my stomach's grumbling. He's doing some convulsions over <laughs> in the chair. I, well, I didn't eat breakfast and it's almost lunchtime. So, All right. Um, I'm looking forward to eating a hearty lunch since awesome. I didn't have a hearty breakfast. Well, let's set a goal of getting this uh, podcast done, and then we'll get to lunch. Absolutely. All right, folks. Um, I want to talk a little bit today about goals. G O A L S goals. Um, otherwise, you could you could you could even call it vision. I think uh, uh, a lot of times those are interchangeable. I know the Bible talks about goals and vision, um, specifically in Habakkuk. Chapter two, right? Yes, sir. Just write the vision down. Make it make plain. Make it plain. Um, so that the reader so, can so run that with the it. the reader can run with it. I really love the message translation, which says, write the vision down in big, bold letters so it can be read on the run. Have you ever tried to read something while you're running? It, very I actually hard. Have. Very hard. But that's, you know, billboards, that's what the whole point of a billboard is because you're driving and it can't distract you too much. If you're trying to read fine print, you're going to wreck your car. But mm -hmm. if it just says... World's largest gopher exit 97, Iowa. Then you you can read that in big bold letters. You know, I'm gonna go see the big giant gopher. There you go. So um, anyways, we gotta write some vision down. We gotta write our goals down. If you ask any child, usually under the age of seven, what they want to be when they can grow, when they can grow up, when they when they grow up, um, they usually have a, a pretty pretty uh, solid answer for you or a fun answer a fun answer right they want to usually either be an astronaut or a firefighter um or a doctor or a dinosaur <laughs> a dinosaur or a princess you yeah, know that's true. they usually have really big dreams aspirations 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 that's a mixture between apparition and aspiration <laughs> Which I don't think is a good thing at all. So we're going to steer away from that. They have really good, big aspirations to be something amazing with their life. But usually when you get older, I remember when I first went into college, my goal was to, you know, um, to just have enough money to eat that week. And a uh, qu quick fun fact about me, I gave blood every uh, two times a week for two years. Uh, just to survive in college. He bears the scars. I bear the scar. I have a 
nice little scar in my arm from where they stuck the needle. Um, anyways, um, they have goals. And, uh, you know, I think that that same type of uh, passion that those kids have, you need to maintain that passion in life because your goals are definitely going to change um, from probably being an astronaut. But you want to be significant and successful in life. And you're really only going to be that way if you have a goal, right? Quick story. I remember me and my friends, we grew up on a cul-de-sac. Shout out to anybody who's grown up on a cul-de-sac. Um, I think of the uh, Cartoon Network show, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, I used to watch that when I was a kid, but they grew up on a cul-de-sac and they were like best friends. And uh, so I had a few friends, Will, Dijon, Garrett, and we did everything together. We had a goal of building a quarter pipe. We didn't know anything about how to build a quarter pipe, but because we had a goal, all of us, we all had vision and we had the tenacity to get it done. We raised money. We walked around town with a sign over our chests and it was like a thermometer being filled up to our goal of a hundred dollars. And with the hundred dollars, we were going to buy all the materials we needed, which was actually completely under budgeted. Like we did not think that through, but we walked around town, we raised money, we bought the materials and we used our parents' power tools without their permission. And we built ourselves a quarter pipe. It was pretty rickety and shabby, but we got her done. And one beautiful thing about having a goal is once you have a goal, uh, you, how do I say this? We didn't know how to build the quarter pipe, but because we all shared the same goal, we got her done anyways. Yeah. If you, know you have a plan, if you have yeah. something and you write it down, the wherewithal and the knowledge will come after you've set your heart to yeah. have that goal. Yeah, a lot of people are waiting to get all that knowledge before they start anything, but just have some passion about something and run with it, and you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish um, and what God can really accomplish through you. So you want to know who is really into goals in the Bible? Well, I have my, your notes, so I can say the answer. <laughs> sure. You can say I'm going to go with the Apostle Paul. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, that's correct. Uh, he said in Philippians 3.14, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So he's saying, I've got some goals that I'm pressing towards, and I want to make something of my life. I want it to matter for eternity. One translation of that verse says um, that he presses towards the goal even more so as he gets closer to heaven. So that being said, we're never going to reach a point in our lives where we don't need to have a goal that we're pressing towards, right? You might have a few goals and you knock, you accomplish those goals and you think that you're done. That's not the case. God is always calling you to set goals, achieve goals, and set new goals, right? Um, here's something, here's a point. When you stop having goals, that's when you start dying, just mm -hmm. to be honest with you. You are never too old to press towards a goal. So you might, I don't know what age you are when you're listening to this podcast. I mean, we just had a guest on who is quite a bit older than us, and that guy's got some goals, mm -hmm. right? And I think of Caleb in the Bible. Um, he uh, is often overlooked, um, you know, because of Joshua, but he entered into the promised land when he was 85. And you know what he said? He didn't go, wow, I've accomplished my goal. No, he said, give me my mountain. He had some goals. Even at 85 years old, that dude was fighting and battling. Go for it. That apparition in his mind of a mountain <laughs> became a reality when he said, give me that Come mountain. Come on. Caleb, 85 years old, was still setting goals for his life, right? Give me my mountain. So here's some points that I want to share with you guys on why having a goal and goal setting is important. Um, I highlighted these in a dark blue, which was really stupid because I cannot read them. Um, here's here's point number one. Goal setting is a spiritual responsibility, um, which 
I need to actually look this scripture up. Um, so if we, if there was any point to uh, put in a commercial break, it might be now because I forgot. Well, to this write is the, the same section of scripture about forgetting about what is in the past, yes. pressing towards the goal. Um, it's it's in that same section of scripture. You're just reading a bigger context of that scripture. Yeah. Philippians 3, starting in verse 12, um, it says this, Not that I have already attained or I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay a hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid a hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, Therefore, let us, as many who are mature, have this mind. And some translations say, be like-minded in this. And if anything, you if any of you think otherwise, God will, will reveal even this to you. So he's saying, hey, I've pressed on to some goals. And any of you who are reading this, be like-minded. Have some goals as well. So it's really a spiritual and biblical mandate. So here's something for you. You will either go through life by design or by default. I'll say that again. You will either go through life by design or by default. Set goals and decide what is important or other people will set them for you. Come on. Uh, that's the that's the uh, difference in, in the workplace. Um, our, our boss likes to call it the hireling mentality. If your job is to just get there and collect a paycheck and go home, literally your employer is setting goals for you. He's setting the direction of your life for you. You have no vision, but if you have a vision to really move up that ladder, get promoted and start something of your own, um, you need to have that type of goal in place. You need to set some goals. or Otherwise people are going to be setting them for you. It happens all the time with, uh, so it's very important. Set goals and decide what is important or other will pe- other people will set them for you. Um, and if you aren't setting goals, you are advocating control of your life to someone else or something else that you don't know. I mean, it's important. If you want to take control of your life, you're going to be setting some goals. You're going to be having some vision. Otherwise, you're kind of living life by reaction instead mm. of by a, an actual design. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say something. No. It's like, um, yeah, if you don't have goals, you, are, you aren't living. You're just kind of reacting to what happens to you. Right. I kind of see it as your goal or your steps to your goal, your plan is like having a boat or something in a river. Otherwise, you'll just float wherever the river goes. You'll go wherever you'll bump into anything that's in the river, yeah. where if you put your life inside the embarkment of a goal and a plan, you get to navigate your life instead of right. just allow life to push you the direction it's going to push you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. A boat with no sail, no motor, just being tossed around by the waves. You haven't clarified what's important to you and external forces are deciding it. There you go. Yeah. So here's here's point number two on why it's important to have goals. So number one, goal setting is a spiritual responsibility. We just read that in Philippians. Number two, Goals are statements of faith. So a lot of these points I really got from the man himself, America's pastor, which would be Rick Warren. And he has a really great book out there called A Purpose Driven Life. If you haven't read it, go for it, read it. Some of these points are from there. Um, But goals are statements of faith. So when you set a goal, what you're saying is, I believe that God wants me to accomplish this at such and such a time. Um, And they're not just a statement of faith. They really activate and stretch your faith. So the bigger the goal 
the more faith it's going to require. And God really loves goals. Um, God really loves things that are bigger than you because it requires him to help you get them done. So any goal that you can accomplish by yourself is probably not big enough. If you could, if you don't have to include God in your goal, it's not a big enough goal. Your goals, your dreams, your visions should probably kind of make you shake in your boots maybe a little bit because mm-hmm. it's going to require God to help you with those goals. Absolutely. Um, the bigger the goal, the more faith it will, will require. Um, and the Bible says this, that only faith pleases God. And we're called to live by faith. And anything that is done outside of faith or apart from faith is sin. So you could really say that if you want to be pleasing to God, you're going to be setting some big goals that require some faith in your life. Right? Here's a quote from Rick Warren. It says this, let the size of your God determine the size of your goal. Which I really like that. I'll say that again from Rick Warren. Let the size of your God determine the size of your goal. Take the, take the lid off. Take the lid off. Listen, I mean, last time I checked, God's a pretty big God. Right? Very big God. So you should be setting some big goals. Ephesians 3.20 says this, God can do, I think this is in the message, God can do anything, you know, <laughs> far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Come on. So God is far more than capable of helping you accomplish those goals. So you, you want to dream big. Uh, the great thing about dreaming and about casting vision and envisioning the future and what it could be is that it's a completely free thing to do. That's so awesome. It costs zero money to cast vision for your life, right? But don't stop there. You dream big, and then you set a goal. And here's a point I really like to make. The difference between a dream and a goal is a deadline. Mm. So dreams are just, man, hopes for the future. Wouldn't that be nice someday? No, no, no. What takes your dream out of dream stage and into reality is a deadline and steps to reach it. Uh, dreams say what goals say what why how and when Mm. a goal is is really a bridge between that concept and that application that we've been talking about something that you know is 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 true something you know you want to get done in your life and the goal puts the deadline on it it gives you the who what when where why and it moves you into that realm of application setting some goals here's point number three on why we need to be setting goals goals focus your energy. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot here. Um, Keep going. <laughs> You're in the middle of a point. We got to hear it. Take it, brother. Okay. Um, goals focus your energy. So they keep you from wasting your time, um, your money, your resources on the wrong things. It gives you a target to aim for. And when you, and, and when you have that target, you aim for that, you invest your time, your money, your resources, your resources and your energy for that goal. So it concentrates yourself on a fixed goal. And I, I think of like a magnifying glass. What is it doing? There's it's harnessing the power of the sun into one singular point. Yes. And magnifying glasses can either burn ants, which I've never done. <laughs> I've tried, but they always um, ran out of right. the way. But. Or they can start a fire and yeah. you, a really big magnifying glass or, or, or a, a diffuser. Sorry, I should say the opposite of that. A diffuser is our own atmosphere. So the sun is would kill us without the atmosphere. What does yep. it do? What does it do? Is it diffuses all of that energy and disperses it across the land, which is great for us, you know, sustaining life. But when it comes to goals, you don't want something that diffuses life, light or life. You want something that focuses it, right? So a goal takes all of your energy and focuses it on one point, like a magnifying glass. And you can get a lot more done. 
you can start a fire with that magnifying glass, right? Um, so to, to diffuse means to take something and spread it over a big area or to scatter. So the sun, I, I already, I, I kind of jumped ahead of my own points here, so I don't really need to read this, but the atmosphere diffuses it. A magnifying glass is going to focus it. So goals focus our efforts so we can be more effective. So there are three ways to live our lives. I'm just saying a lot here. We can spend our lives, we can waste our lives, or we can invest our lives. That's good. I think the third option is the best option. It sounds like the economically sound option. <laughs> so ha having goals is really a great way to help you invest your life. Because wasting your life is kind of like that boat that is uh, got no motor, got no sail. And that its direction is really being determined by other things. Um, you don't want to waste your life. And you don't want to just spend your life and really have nothing that you've invested and that you can hand on hand to other people generations to come, right? Here's number four on why it's really important to have a goal. Goals give you a reason to persevere, right? Goals must be set out ahead of your struggle because you're going to get into the struggle. And if you've got nothing you're aiming for, you're going to quit because it hurts. It's painful. Life is challenging. That's one of the promises of Jesus. What did he say? Hey, um, you're going to have some junk come at you. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. But be of good cheer, because I've overcome the world. So we are going to face some stuff. But goals must be set out ahead of your struggle. If there isn't an end in sight, we camp out in the wilderness instead of pressing through. Right? Uh, it was for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured mm -hmm. the pain on the cross. He set joy before him, because he knew, man, I'm going to go through some stuff, and if I don't have a goal in mind, if I don't see the payoff, I'm not going to endure the pain right? A goal causes you to look past the pain to the payoff, right? So if you're having some, some problems, if you're struggling per, to persevere in life, might I suggest maybe you need to define your goals and what you're going towards, right? I mean, there's people who endure years of med school and the challenges of med school, the, the debt that piles up, but they persevere through it because they got a goal in mind to help people and be doctors, right? That's good. So they persevere. So it's so important for you to have a goal in mind. Um, so let me let me go over those one more time. Um, number one reason why you should be setting a goal is that it's a spiritual responsibility. Number two, goals are statements of faith. They activate and stretch your faith. Um, point number three, goals focus your energy. So if you have a if you have a hard time really focusing, set a goal and you can devote all of your energy, your time, your resources to that goal and help you get it done. And number four, goals give you a reason to persevere. Right? The payoff will be worth the pain. Amen. That's great. So I'm wrapping this thing up here. This is kind of a really nugget filled short podcast, but can I add yeah. my perspective yeah, here a little bit? Yeah, I know. Bit? I have not let you talk. I no, really you have. Apologize. You you looked at me a couple of times, oh, but thanks. I wanted you to get all your points out and okay. do my due diligence Go for it. to gather my thought and really share. Uh, still may not come out super clear, but hopefully my struggle in this and my experience maybe can add to a person who hears the podcast. <laughs> uh, I struggle with trying to get multiple things from one input. People go to 
conferences people go to leadership conferences they go to camps they go to a message and somebody says what are all the points it's hard for me to often gather all the points i like to take away a single thought that's why at the end of our podcast we like to do wisdom of the day wisdom of the day it's one thing that you can carry away and i felt this way with goals i remember four or five years ago on social media there was always a thing that said goals. And then it would be like a house, a car, right. uh, a, a sweet ride or whatever, you know, all these different things. I'm like, wow, how do I do all of those at the same time? And what I noticed in these scriptures, especially let's just use Philippians 3.14 from Paul, is I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It was singular. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't multiplicitous. That is an amazing word. <laughs> <laughs> it was singular. And I go, I can get on board with that. And I remember as I was thinking about this, you and Pastor Zane were the youth pastors and we were having a special theme night hmm. of having axe throwing, which we oh, had yeah. to abandon because yes. we realized we didn't have the legal standing to allow <laughs> middle schoolers to throw axes. <laughs> and you gave me the charge to have something with axe as the theme. Right. Um, so I had a message and I called it hitting the mark. Right. And for me, it was singular goal. And it goes back to what a minister who's one of our favorites that come to our church, Marshall Townsley, he came and he, he talked about this idea of kids, which is interesting that it's all tying together, that we tell our children, you can be, finish the statement, you can be anything you want to be. <laughs> I thought he'd finish it. I'm sorry. These two daughters, maybe I thought he had told one of his daughters. You can be anything you want to be. Well, you've heard that before, right? Come on. I believe in you, son and daughter. You can be anything you want to be. And he said, we really do our children a disservice. We Mm. should be telling them, you can be exactly what God has called you to be. Wow. And that's singular. And I started thinking, what is going to be my one goal then? What is the one goal that overwhelms all the other goals? And I really found it as this, in that message, I called it hitting the mark. And a couple times in the New Testament, the early church founders said this, we make it our aim to be well-pleasing to God. And I thought, that's my goal. If it can be anything, that's what I want it to be. I want it to be well-pleasing to God. That's my goal. Now I will have action steps along the way to get to that goal. But above all things, it's going to be well-pleasing to God. Sure, I have steps in my marriage. Right. Because to be well-pleasing to God, I'm going to handle my marriage this way. So I have these specific goals by these deadlines to reach this goal. In my job, I want to advance in this way because God's put an excellent spirit in me. And I'm going to get to this point by this time because I'm going to be well-pleasing to God. In my ministry and service and volunteering, I'm going to do it as under the Lord. Why? Because I'm going to be well-pleasing to God. And if I can focus my energy, going back to, let me see here, your fourth point, goals focus your energy. Yeah. If I can put my energy into be well-pleasing to God and have action steps in every avenue of my life, it's easier for me to look at it that way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, above all else, you should have that singular goal of being well-pleasing to God Mm -hmm. because if that's your aim, God's going to help you and help you be successful and significant in all these other areas of your life. And it's a question I can easily ask myself. With how I'm treating my wife today, yeah. am I being well-pleasing to God? With how I'm handling my job today, right. am I being pleasing to God? With the music that I'm listening to today, am I being pleasing to God? With how I'm eating food and what food I'm eating, am I pleasing right. God? I can fit it all in there and it focuses my energy yeah. and I see growth in all those areas. That's good. So if that helps you, 
Set that as your goal. Now have tons of action steps with deadlines along the way to help you reach your ultimate goal and hit the mark. That's a great point. So we've talked about setting goals and why they're important. But one last thing that we'll leave you with is this. Rightly positioning yourself to accomplish your goals is really just as important as setting them. So getting in the right position. And I like this analogy. Uh, So life can really be compared to a river. And you're standing in the middle of it, right? About waist deep. Fly fishing, maybe? Yeah, maybe you're fly fishing. You're not fly fishing in waist deep water, probably. Usually, maybe knee deep. Why know. do you wear the waders? Well, you, yeah, you do. But I'm just okay, thinking about, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. about the I'm frying pan de- right now. I'm not trying to derail but, you. No, it's okay. At whatever depth you're standing in, you're in the river. Okay, let's just say that. You're in the river. You're standing in the middle of it. You really have three options as to how you're really going to be standing in the river of life. You can be facing upstream, you can be facing downstream, or you can be facing the bank, parallel to the bank, right? So most people are facing downstream. It's just a sad reality. They're looking at the past, the things that have floated by them, the things that maybe once um, they they want at one time in their life, they enjoyed these things, or maybe some things that they have regretted. They're watching them float by, and they're so caught up in the past that they can't see what's coming. And even when something good is coming, they aren't positioned for it and it floats right on by, right? Because your back is facing away from upstream. You don't see what's coming. You're just looking at what was. So it floats right on by. Others are facing the bank. They're facing sideways. These are the ones who only live for the present. They can only see what's right in front of them, right? You're not looking upstream. You're not looking downstream. You're just looking right to the bank. And when something goes right by you, you just grab it. You don't know if it's a good opportunity opportunity or a bad opportunity you just you just grab it because it's right in front of you at that time their plans don't bo- their plans don't go beyond the night they don't they only grab what's in front of them and they don't know if it's good or or if it's bad but here's the deal with successful people with leaders with influencers they're facing upstream mm. they can see the things that are coming the opportunities um the relationships whatever it might be and now they have to position themselves rightly to be able to receive these things, right? It might be coming down the river a little bit towards the left. So you, you know, you make sure your waders are on tight and you, and you wade over to the left a little bit to receive that thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. These things, so they can only see, uh, um, uh, they, they're, they're facing upstream. So they position themselves rightly for those opportunities, for those relationships. Um, they have to, to put themselves in the right position to receive them. And they can also see traps. They can see pitfalls. They can see those things, those snares of the enemy that are coming to knock them down or distract them. In in this case, in the natural, it would be a massive log, right? Floating down the river. If your back is facing upstream, you have no idea that you're about to get pegged in the head with some driftwood, right? It's true. Some Zeltada. That's a count of money, Christopher. (laughs) (laughs) That's driftwood. Um, They have no idea it's coming. And if you're looking at the bank, you have no idea that's coming really either. You got to be facing upstream so you can see what is ahead of you coming towards you so you can avoid those traps, right? So um, uh, God has a plan for your life. He wants you to um, enjoy all these things that come with your life. And if you can just trust him, you'll begin to see what is to come and you'll have faith um, to know what, you know, to know about those things and really believe God for those things. It's crucial that you position yourself. Um, maybe, I mean, you just got married, right? Single people out there position yourself for the right person, Mm -hmm. 
right? And if you are always looking at the past and what was, once was or what you regret, or just looking at the bank and grabbing at those opportunities, oh, this girl likes so me. Good. Oh, this boy likes me. Uh, you need to be facing upstream mm-hmm. and positioning yourselves. And if you believe God, he's going to be sending that right person down the river in a cute little raft with a bow on it. And you can position yourself in the right spot to receive that That's blessing so from the Lord. It doesn't have to just be marriage, whatever it is. If you're facing upstream and believing God, you can see that thing coming, right? This means that you're going to have to start saying no to a lot of things that other people are saying yes to. It's good. Come on. Why? Because you've set a goal. You've cast some vision, and now you have faith for whatever you're believing for, and it's and it's coming, and you're going to position yourself to lay hold of that thing. Very good. Right? Hopefully that made sense. I got a little tongue-tied there, but... Totally you're in does. the river of life. Your, your goals position you to yes. receive what God is sending your way. Absolutely. Don't face the bank. Don't have your back upstream and you're just looking at the things that are passing you by. Actively face upstream and position yourself and and uh, good things are going to come. That's from good. It. Amen. Have some goals, but I like what you said too. Um, the singular goal. We'll just go right into our wisdom of the day. Um having the ultimate high goal of being pleasing to God, because if that's your main goal, everything else is going to take care of itself. It really is. It is. So what's your wisdom of the day? Probably that. I like that. (laughs) Well, I mentioned that, but I like what you said, saying that goals are statements of faith and you have it here. They aren't just a statement of faith. They activate and stretch your faith. Yeah. And tying that into Ephesians 3, about God being able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we hope, ask, dream, or think. If we don't set those action steps or goals, we won't experience nearly what God has for us. And I remember a story in a book that an author wrote of a man talking to an angel in heaven. And in this room, there were tons of white boxes. Hmm. And he kept getting distracted by the white boxes. So he eventually asked the angel, what's up with all the white boxes? (laughs) And the angel said, these are things that God had prepared for people, but they never believed God and asked him for it. Oof. They were just prepared for him and they'll never experience it. Wow. And if we set goals, we'll experience what God has for us. And that should be a goal for all of us to experience Amen. those things. Amen. Wow. Don't just live life and react to life. Have a goal or goals that you're believing God for. And watch your life be significant and successful. Um, I'll pray real quick and then uh, we'll be done. Father God, I thank you um, for this time that we have each and every time we get to record this podcast. I love doing it. Um, Hopefully uh, uh, we trust that it's bringing you glory and bringing edification to the listener. Father, I pray that you help them uh, set those goals, those visions, Father God, that they would be able to write them down and believe you for them so they can accomplish them in their life and ultimately be well-pleasing to you, Father God. We thank you for it. We love you. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. And before we go, just want to remind you that we do have Sunday services at 8.30, 10.30, and 6 p.m. on Sundays. Um, we'd love to see you at New Creation Church. Um, but if you have your own home church, awesome. Stay plugged in. And if you don't have a church, find one, get plugged in, position yourself, um, and watch yourself sow and grow. Amen. That's all I got to say. And join us next week on the Sowing and Growing Podcast.